0: chapter three of light on life's difficulties by james allen this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by andrea fiore chapter three light on the law of cause and effect in human life how frequently people associate the word law with hardness and cruelty it seems to embody for them nothing but an inflexible tyranny this arises partly from their inability to perceive principles apart from persons and partly from the idea that the office of law is solely to punish viewed from such an attitude of mind the term law is hazily regarded as some sort of indefinite personality whose business it is to hunt transgressors and crush them with overwhelming punishments now while law punishes its primary office is to protect even the laws which man makes are framed by him to protect himself from his own baser passions the law of our country is instituted for the protection of life and property and it comes into operation as a punishing factor when it is violated offenders against it probably think of it as cruel and doubtless regard it with terror but to them that obey it it is an abiding protector and friend And can hold for them no terror. So, with the divine law, which is the stay of the universe, the heart and life of the cosmos, it is that which protects and upholds, and it is no less protective in its penalties than in its peaceful blessings. It is indeed an eternal protection, which is never for one moment withheld, and it shields all beings against themselves by bringing all violations of itself whether ignorant or willful, through pain to nothingness. Law cannot be partial. It is an unvarying mode of action, disobeying which we are hurt, obeying we are made happy. Neither protection nor supplication can alter it, for if it could be altered or annulled, the universe would collapse and chaos would prevail. It is not less kind that we should suffer the penalty of our wrongdoing, Then we should enjoy the blessedness of our right doing if we could escape the effects of our ignorance and sin all security would be gone and there would be no refuge for we could then be equally doubtful of the result of our wisdom and goodness such a scheme would be one of caprice and cruelty whereas law is a method of justice and kindness indeed the supreme law is the principle of eternal kindness faultless in its working and infinite in application. It is none other than that. Eternal love, forever full, forever flowing free, of which the Christian sings the boundless compassion of Buddhistic precepts and poetry. The law which punishes us is the law which preserves us. When in their ignorance men would destroy themselves, its everlasting arms are thrown about them in loving, albeit sometimes painful, protection every pain we suffer brings us nearer to the knowledge of the divine wisdom every blessing we enjoy speaks to us of the perfection of the great law and of the fullness of bliss that shall be man's when he has come to his heritage of divine knowledge we progress by learning and we learn up to a certain point by suffering when the heart is mellowed by love The law of love is perceived in all its wonderful kindness. When wisdom is acquired, peace is assured. We cannot alter the law of things, which is of sublime perfection, but we can alter ourselves so as to comprehend more and more of that perfection and make its grandeur ours. To wish to bring down the perfect to the imperfect is the height of folly, but to strive to bring the imperfect up to the perfect Is the height of wisdom seers of the cosmos do not mourn over the scheme of things they see the universe as a perfect whole not an imperfect jumble of parts the great teachers are men and women of abiding joy and heavenly peace the blind captive of unholy desire may cry ah love could you and i with him conspire to grasp this sorry scheme of things entire would we not shatter it to bits and then remould it nearer to the heart's desire? This is the wish of the carnal nature, the wish to enjoy unlawful pleasures to any extent and not reap any painful consequences. It is such men who regard the universe as a sorry scheme of things. They want the universe to bend to their will and desire, want lawlessness, not law. But the wise man bends his will. And subjects his desire to the divine order, and he sees the universe as the glorious perfection of an infinitude of parts. Buddha always referred to the mortal law of the universe as the good law, and indeed it is not rightly perceived if it is not thought of as anything but good, for in it there can be no grain of evil, no element of kindness. It is no iron hearted monster crushing the weak and destroying the ignorant. But a soothing love and brooding compassion, shielding the tenderest from harm, and protecting the strongest from a too destructive use of their strength. It destroys all evil, it preserves all good, it enfolds the tiniest seedling in its care, and it destroys the most colossal wrong with a breath. To perceive it is the beatific vision, to know it is the beatific bliss, and they who perceive and know it are at peace. They are glad for evermore. Such is the law which moves the righteousness, which none at last can turn aside or stay. The heart of it is love, the end of it is peace and consummation sweet. Obey. End of chapter three. Recording by Andrea Fiore.